Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, September 3rd, and the PLL semifinals are here. The PLL coming back to the lax capital of the world, the Paris of Pennsylvania, the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. I am Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Shido and Dukes on the mics. And boys, how does it feel that the PLL is finally coming home. I don't know why you, why is, uh, why is Philadelphia home? Why does it have to be home? Why is it, why is this a Philadelphia podcast? This is, it's always like that. It's the lax capital of the world. I, so, okay. So is it, who's is the it, most important, who's the most important player in the PLL <laughs> right now? Uh, well, I mean, that's certainly up for debate. Yeah, that you could you could argue it anyway. Yeah, we could we I could go in, in any way. Well, if we weren't on a podcast trying to fill dead air, it would be a very simple conversation. It would start and end with Matt Rambo, Matt Rambo from <laughs> Philly. Um, Virginia Lacrosse strictly recruits out of Philly, and then they also have, um, you know, may, maybe maybe a couple kids out of maybe who went to Bullis or Stab or something like that. Just one small kit from there. Um, but yeah, so Dukes. You you could try a little better here because Jake clearly just, doesn't I'm know. Constantly, Jake, I'm constantly Jake clearly I'm doesn't, no, I'm, he I'm, doesn't know what he's talking about, and so like you, I I feel like I, I I feel like you have a better idea because you're from the Northeast and you know that Philly kicks the shit out of everybody else in terms of lacrosse, so it only makes sense that the PLL will be in Philly, uh, technically Camden, but in Philly this weekend. Look, I respect the fuck out of Philly. I think it's a great lacrosse town. You could make the argument that for professional lacrosse, even it is the lax capital of the world, especially because the first championship game was held there. But if we're going to sit here and pretend that Long Island's not the king of lacrosse hotbeds, we're just lying to ourselves. PR 99, Paul Rabel, my king, my, my, my goat. He, he even <laughs> said, he said that Long Island is better than Baltimore. He said it out of his mouth. So I'm going to ride with him on that. Um, completely agree with him. So, yeah. But I'm excited. I'm going to be down in Philly with you uh, Sunday, 11 a.m., 1.30. Excited for these games. Excited for these matchups. Uh, should be a good one. Jordy, are you uh, going to rollerblade to the game? I, I might, although, again, it, it's in – technically it's in Camden where the, uh, where the Philadelphia Union play. I think the Union might actually be kind of good. I haven't quite followed them as much. Um, but considering every other team in Philly sucks ass right now, um, g- good for the union. I hope that the boys don't ruin the pitch too much this weekend on uh, on Sunday. Um, for those of you who are uncultured, a pitch is what they call the field in soccer. Um, but yeah, so I- I'll be there. Uh, probably not the rollerblades. I'm down to only two wheels on one of them right now. Um, been logging a ton of miles on the blades, and sometimes you just shred too hard, and you, and you run them down uh, into their nothing but nubs. Uh, but we will be there. Um, not quite sure if, if we have anything special planned at the moment. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll be around, we'll be in the, in the parking lot. We'll drink some beers. We'll drink some, um, some athletic brewing company. Uh, you know, not, not, a- we got to find the Rambo tailgate. Yeah. I mean, the, the Terps, the Terps tailgate is assuredly going to be insane. Right. Well, really, what what needs to happen is everybody who was at um, who was at 
the finals, all, all those, all the final four Maryland folks who were there tailgating and yelling obscenities at Dukes for his prediction of Notre Dame by five. All you Maryland fans head to Philly this weekend. Your whips, your whip turps will be playing. Um, you can have a massive tailgate and Dukes will be there to apologize and beg for forgiveness. Oh, I'm on their side now. I'm on their side. I have whips to win it all. That you, you do. And actually, can we talk about how wild those odds are? Yeah. Like just their favorite, their favorite so high. We can talk about how wild the odds are, but right now, dude, are you the only one who's still alive on the, I know that I had archers as my final pick. So I'm, I'm absolutely shattered. Jake, who, who was your, who was your champion? I think I said whips probably, but I think I said like archers whips. So like I'm still alive in, in one sense. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you said whip snakes, but you wouldn't be surprised if the archers won it, but you also (laughs) wouldn't be shocked if chaos came out on top. However, you wouldn't be flabbergasted if Redwoods and uh, so on and so forth. That was exactly my take, and I'm surprised you remembered it because you got it down pat. And he said you can't count out the one seed, the water dogs. <laughs> That's right, and then you obviously can't count out the water dogs. So if, you, if anybody needs to uh, learn how to post takes on the internet, I have a master class that I'm going to sell for $45,000. Uh, just hit me up in the DMs and we'll work out a payment plan. Yeah, I still got I got the whip snakes and the Atlas in the championship game, so I'm very much alive. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but me and Joe Keegan have a little bit of a bet going on. It's called Dukes versus the Algorithm, where I'm going to prove that algorithms are for nerds. Um, I'm an alpha, algorithms are betas, and Joe's algorithm is already basically shat. Uh, I think he had archers to win it all, and I think he needs the water dogs to win this one to stay alive. Numbers but, do lie. Yeah, no, and I mean, they just didn't account for the ship snakes, Matt Rambo coming back. Um, basically, though, if Joe wins the bet, he will get a 10-minute segment on this podcast every week joining us, and Fair. he's not going to win. And if I win, or should I say when I win, I will have a stat named after me. Oh, it could be well, – uh, he's probably going to do something wild and be like, your stat is when – um, a defenseman throws a, cl- a cross clear pass and just whiffs it right, just goes <laughs> right over his head. Something like that. I call it the Dukes. He just Dukes that one. I would, I would like like uh, a like a stat like how many times does a defender miss a slide, and we could call it like the Newman or something. Uh, like, <laughs> like so, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Here. Would you, would you not want to be the namesake? So. Would you want to create a stat or be the namesake of a stat? See, this is the good thing about beta algorithms, nerds, all that is I'm hoping that they can come up with a stat for me and then just name it the Dukes. Mm. Um, I would preferably, I think, want it to do something with an LSM or a goalie, considering those were the two positions that I played. So that would be nice. Um, I'm, willing, I'm willing to accept anything. So if you guys have any ideas for a stat, that you guys want, just tweet it at us, the crease dive, or just tweet it at me. Um, I'm willing to listen to anything. Be awesome. The Dukes. I mean, I think, 
I don't know. I, I think that it's, it's time for the hockey assist to make its way into lacrosse. And I think that this is a way that potentially we could just dip our toes in the water. So like anytime a goalie has a hockey assist, that could be a Dukes and it only works oh, for yes. goalies. Um, right. So if a goalie snaps out, uh, just a, a big old breakout pass, uh, you know, clears the ball halfway down the field. And then there's only one other pass from there. That could be a, a Dukes for the a goalie. Dukes. Yeah, I like that. It's yeah. a good start. Yeah, yeah, because I, I know that there are a lot of purists out there that don't want the hockey assist in lacrosse. I'm all about getting guys as many points as they can because yep. there's going to come a day where lacrosse, where you're going to be able to look at those points and the fellows are going to be able to go into contract negotiations. And if they hit certain points, they get bonuses. So I'm all about the boys getting paid. Um, so hockey assists get that done. So some, something to think about there. I do think that it should have to do, though, with an LSM or a goalie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a, a, anybody listening right now, feel free to send over some ideas because uh, I don't know, though. I, I, you know, Sunday, one thirty, that Water Dogs Whip Snakes game. Huge. Huge. Huge game. Huge, huge game. Are we saying game of the year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you would have to considering it's it's a can't lose. Um, <laughs> I know that Big Cat Big Cat was saying that he he's almost like rooting for the whip snakes because the championship game is gonna be on the first NFL Sunday. And he he's like he's like I can't I don't want it to interfere with my like football schedule, like the first NFL Sunday. So he could be pulling for the whips also, which would be going against ownership rules somehow. But Wait, is that really the first NFL Sunday? Yeah, September 19th is the first NFL Sunday, I think. Or September 12th, whatever it is. Well, you no, know, yeah. So it's the, the championship's on the 19th. Okay, so that would be the second, right? Okay. Yeah, second NFL Either way, kind of yeah, tough scheduling for I, – I feel like there were just so many bye weeks this yeah. year where the PL, like they probably could have wrapped things up like – this weekend um i agree with that i feel like even starting maybe before memorial day if they have to and just giving memorial day like give the boys memorial day off give them that bye week then so then you can like don't interfere with the schedule but i do feel like if they finish earlier you finish before the lacrosse before the football season it's gold yeah i don't know if maybe maybe there was like some uh because i know that there was the weekend that the olympics were wrapping up True. I think that they had a bye week, so I don't know if they like had to have a bye week because they just couldn't get broadcasting time yeah. because the Olympics were wrapping up. Um, either way, well, I but yes, I would say that Water Dogs Whip Snakes game of the year, and like not in just the terms of like lacrosse, but I would say for all of humanity, right? Because this is a war between man versus robot, man versus machine, Dukes versus the algorithm. Um, <laughs> so if you're someone who loves humanity, if you're someone who's just really proud to be a human um, and, and you don't want these robots coming in and taking your jobs. And if, if something like those dorks at Boston Dynamics who keep creating these robots who are eventually one day going to overthrow uh, humanity because they're just absolute they're war machines um you should be rooting your balls or your lady balls off for the whip snakes on on sunday at 1 30 p.m on nbcsn yeah if you can't if you can't stand one more video about a robot dog rolling around and like ballistic dynamics scaring the shit out of us you should be pulling for me you should be pulling for the whip snakes um 
I'm excited. That that tailgate also, going back to what Jake was saying, that will be fun. I'm thinking the training, so we could we could definitely get after it. And I remember last – I think – was it last time that they were in Philly? Like, I'm pretty sure the vlog was just the Maryland dads or, like, the Whip Terps dads just getting absolutely after it. Jake, if I remember correctly, we ran into um, – it might have been uh, – the- I, I remember it was the Ambler the, family. Yeah, so the so the archers, the the archer dads had themselves a time. The 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 Mr. Ambler was out and, and about. Shit. Uh yeah. Mr. McIntosh was out and about. Yeah. Correct. It was the Macintoshes as well. Yeah, so so the archers the archers had quite the scene going. They had a lot of buzz going in that parking lot. Um so I guess they were probably playing for that first pick. overall pick game. Um which what happens that uh the they uh it's got all fucked up who they added a new team right yeah did it just get like it was just like a one-year thing well well they added a new team but was that wait so that wasn't pat spencer was that pat spencer did they lose and then they or no they won that game and then they got to draft pat spencer correct yeah, and then Pat, which was like the dumbest right, right, decision right. because but, but Pat so, chose yeah, to play but basketball. They ha- but so they won the game. They got the first overall pick. Yeah. Um, and then they picked a guy who uh, is playing basketball. And I mean, that's not, fair, though. I mean, it's not, a solid yeah, pick, right? Like, Yeah, and not necessarily that they desperately need him. Or, or was that used on Grant Amet? No, it was used on – I'm pretty sure it was used on Grant – because um, Pat Pat would have been the first the first season first season yeah okay yeah so, so yeah, they, okay. so that so, was their the first round pick Grant was the first round pick by Archers okay. round one twenty twenty so that was the first round pick um I they chose so we have in, Pat was out of uh, the original draft the original draft yeah. he okay. was in the original draft and they still had rights to him so uh, wow some of these guys aren't even on rosters anymore from the yep. twenty twenty draft. That's insane, actually. Uh, Sean New, Peyton Smith, Rig, uh, Tom Rigney, um, Chris Price, Matt Hubler, Jack Rapine, Aiden Hines. Those guys aren't on PLL drafts anymore, or PLL rosters, if I'm not mistaken. It's crazy. No wild. Even some of the 2019 guys, it's it's crazy to look at. What yeah, about? Evol- no, go, go on. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like the evolution of this league and how. You know, I, I hate I hate hammering home like the hashtag this league, but like the evolution of the league is 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 crazy. And some of these guys, I mean, some of these guys are uh, Chris Price and Jack Rapine are are absolutely fan- phenomenal players, and for them not to be on rosters is just you know how much competition there is to to make some of these these rosters. So I don't know. I mean, they got to add another team next year, right? There would have to be another team coming in soon. Um, yeah, I, I guess like you just kind of look around and like there, there are so many players who have been able to, um, you know, have like these like long, like, you know, seeing a career like Kyle Harrison's come to an end, I guess at this point, two weeks ago. Um, you know, so not many, like you think about how many guys have been drafted and the amount of guys who have lasted that long. Like, I feel like we're, you know, we're pretty, uh, a pr- pretty uh what, what's oh spoiled to like have guys like kyle harrison um a, a joe walters who have been around forever guys brody like merrill brody merrill uh joel white galloway um 
don't know if I, I feel like I like just said Rabel. Um, and then like, you know, even getting into guys at this point in their career where like, they're like the generation below, but like the Will Mannies and the Marcus Holman. So, um, you know, like we, we get to watch so many of these guys have like these long careers in pro lacrosse. But if you think about like everybody who's played, it's, it's pretty tough. Like it's a pretty tough gig to get there and then to also stay there. Um, yeah. One, because there's just not many spots available. And then two, just, you know, let's call a spade a spade here. Like financially, it's, I'm sure that there are other opportunities out there for people to, you know, maybe take a desk job selling insurance and it's going to be boring as shit, but I don't know, maybe, maybe they need, maybe they need the coin a little bit more. You know what I'm looking at right now? That's like shocking me. It's just like, we're talking about the archers um, and obviously I don't want to say it, but I was right. I, I wouldn't say it, but if I was going to say it, I would say that I was right. And I said they're face-off problems, and it's probably something they have to discover, right? They probably have to get someone an upgrade. Alex Woodall was the number four pick in the 2019 draft, one of the best face-off guys in the nation, and he's just not playing anymore. Isn't that insane? Like, that was like a huge loss to the PLL at the time that he went to the, uh, the MLL, and now he's just not in the league anymore. And you I know, we gotta, we so, gotta find, I gotta start, I gotta send some text messages because we gotta find out where Woodall is. I bet, I bet there's something, he's too good to like not be in the league unless he's absolutely like getting a bag, working a desk job somewhere. So like, I bet, I don't know, we can take bets. But I wouldn't, I, I'm not even going to say, and I, I, and you know I'd be the first person to use sure. the 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 b ball word, um, mm-hmm. but I I would it's not that because Goodrich was picked before him. Goodrich went to the same school. Goodrich went to the Cannons. Yeah, and he's he's in the PLL, so it's not like a talent thing. Maybe he just sucked in the MLL. I didn't really pay attention in the MLL that much. No, he was I, he was solid in the MLL. Like he, I, I he that, overall. I think that some of these teams like they just get so like stuck on like the guys that they like like their guys. Right. So, True. uh, True. you know, so, so bones Kelly, like tough year for him and really, really tough way to go out in that quarterfinal game against the chaos. Um, I mean, if, if you look, if you look at all three of those games in the quarterfinals, um, every team that won, they were in the 60% for face off percentages and every team that lost, obviously, if you know how to do math, they were in the 30. <laughs> um, And so, I mean, for Bones Kelly to go, you know, seven for 19 at the stripe, like, yeah, like it it was just like, just, I don't, I don't really know how much more of a group of disappointing underachievers the archers could come off as at this point, like they're um, for, I don't know, for the hockey crowd, which I I know that neither of you are are particularly hockey guys, but like they need to be. They'd be I, like I the, do my best every year. The the Toronto Maple Leafs of of the PLL in the sense that they they have all this hype heading into the season, have a insane regular season, then the playoffs come around and they're just nowhere. Uh, basketball, I I'd probably Sixers. I'd I'd put Sixers. my Sixers there. Right, <laughs> a lot of lot of hype in the season. One seed heading into the playoff. Not that the Archers were the one seed here, but a ton of expectations Falcons. in the playoffs. Do jack shit once the playoffs come around. Um, so who's the Ben Simmons? Who's the Ben Simmons of the Archers? Who's, who's getting out of town this year? Oh, no. 
Oh no! You got we got. I mean, I mean, I mean if, if now if, he's throwing if, around if just we're... slanderous stuff. Okay, so listen. Here's the thing. It, it hurts to say because I'm I'm I've been a huge archers guy this whole season. So like I I always feel bad saying bad shit about people that I like. It's got to be Will Manny, right? Ooh, I was gonna go somewhere. Best finisher in the league. Yeah. But here's I'll... the thing, man. The the playoffs roll around. Listen, you guys have a 25 goal differential in the regular season. Maybe bank some of those goals for the playoffs. You can't show up to a quarterfinal game and get zero, especially when you spent the entire regular season every time you score doing like the rock the baby, like rock the cradle celebration yeah. or put the person to sleep. Like that's like a tough look if you're like the big like rub it in selly guy and then you don't even have a chance to do it in the quarterfinals because you're held off the score sheet. What if – what if the archers are and and you know this exact team that every team has their best game against the archers no. like every team plays phenomenally against the archers like you know you know that team like you just it's always frustrating to play them because everybody just rises to what to like to their because the on paper and and on paper with their personnel the only the only place that they're lacking the only place that they're lacking is at the face-off X, right? Yeah, that's, that's they, it. But I don't – the Chaos played great, and shout-out to Kyle Jackson. I like, think, I think that they, Yeah, the Chaos – yeah, Chaos did that same exact thing where – and it fucking drives me crazy because they're social. Whoever's running that social, shut the fuck uh, up. Shut yeah, the fuck up. Did you see that it's, fucking it's, video? Did you see that video? Like 13%. Thirteen percent, thirteen percent. Shut the fuck up, you tool bags! Like you are you the guys, most unlikable you guys, piece. You guys can't suck ass in the regular season <laughs> every year, and then get so bent out of shape when people heading into the playoffs are like, uh, "I'm gonna pick the other team that hasn't sucked ass the whole year." Like, how are you so mad at computers, bro? Oh my! It's God. literally just a computer stat. Like they this just, team. It, they stole the Atlas. This thing, the Atlas, when they seven percent of people took them, the Atlas was like, "All right, this is our thing." Seven percent of people took us, and they made it their thing for the year. And they didn't make it like cringy. And somehow the chaos took a good thing and ruined it. Uh, it it's it's so it drives me insane, and like it makes me want to root against the team. Um, oh, by the way, I would like to uh, while we're talking about, so we'll do a couple things here. One, um, I. I the chaos played fine in this game. I don't think that they played great by any standards. Um, so I don't really know if it's everyone just playing their best game against the archers. Like I think like this one really came down to one Kyle Jackson showing up good for him. A guy who probably should have been on the roster the whole summer. Um, not really quite sure why he's not on the field more often for this team. Um, and then, you know, anytime that the archers tried to chip away, it, from the hole that they were already down, yeah. they would just lose every face off after every goal. And then they wouldn't, you know, so they, they'd score, they'd score. Then they lose a face off, get dunked on. And then, um, you know, Dane Smith coming in with a massive uh, two pointer. I think the first, I think they said the first two pointer of his professional career. Um, and so like you think, okay, like we were down three, now we're only down one. And then all of a sudden once one shot later, uh, you're down three again. So I think it really just came down to the archers uh losing faceoffs and just not, you know, they they just weren't able to stay hot. Like they would 
lose the face off, get scored on, and then they wouldn't be able to just kind of bounce back from that. So I, I think that they, the chaos played great, but I think the archers equally lost that game like for themselves. Um, yeah, I think that I, I think I honestly think that going back to your take, I think it's actually a good, I think that's probably one of the better takes that I've heard about, you know, why do we have to ride with this guy just because we, we rode with him just because he started the season. Right. Nobody does that in any other professional league. If you aren't doing your job, you don't dress, right? Like, uh, you know, Nick Saban pulling Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, so it just – obviously – Or even in the same league, the Whip Snakes taking out Burnlore and then putting in Brian Phipps to, to finish exactly, that game. Exactly, right? And, and it was no no – like skin off Burnlore's back. It was just like, Hey man, you don't have the hot hand, which really is a thing. Right. And like give somebody else another opportunity because it's very clear that the archers are lacking at the face off when literally every other spot on the field, they're solid, great attack, great midfield. Got Graham Hasek, who is just disgusting. The defense is fantastic. And you've got Gittleman in the goal. Like what, like, like why do you, I, I don't know. How do you see, how do you see that at the faceoff X and be like, you know, we got to ride with them, right? There's there's plenty of talent out there to to try to to cycle through. So uh, I don't know. Two two takeaways I had from one one sh- thing that I've been shocked by with the chaos, especially with their success. I'm so high on Jake Picaro as a player, and he sat for he hasn't made the roster in two straight weeks. So that's something to look out for. I I can't imagine that they'll be dressing him for the rest of their ride. But going into the next season, that's definitely something to look out for, which, which teams could upgrade at midfield or whatnot. And I'm going to say it. I think that Blaze Reardon is, after everything that he st- started off the year, everything surrounding him and the chaos and whatnot, um, I think he's been MVP. I think he is the most valuable player in the league. And I think that against the Archers, he showed it. I mean, he's the reason that they keep winning these games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 13, yeah. 13 saves on the day. Um, and, and like, like a few of them just, like, huge, huge saves. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and like, he – and Blaze is, like a, like, like, a heartbeat of the team type of guy. So, like, when Blaze is going, then you know that, like, everybody else is going. Um, yeah, and, and, again, like, they, they just – uh, like I, I think getting those goals from Kyle Jackson, like you kind of see a guy who hasn't been in the lineup most of the summer, all of a sudden he has, like, I think he had three in like the first half. Um, so like you see that going and like, that just gets everybody like fired up. And also like, I feel like if there are any two teams that are as far apart on the spectrum, both as like lacrosse, like stylistically yeah, and then also personality, it would be the chaos and the archers. And I feel like the chaos probably hate the archers so fucking much that like that that's probably, and like, that's where like the Andy towers, like meathead, like let's stomp on their throats mentality really helps them because like, I feel like the archers are probably like, I don't know, little, little, they, they lack that. Like I fucking hate these guys. I want to rub their face in it. Yeah. The the archers, I mean, you've also said it like they're the best looking in the league. They're I think they kind of get this um, big, big boy like pretty boy vibes. You know, they get pretty boy vibes. And I mean, if you're or like if you're bad, like if you're like 
if you're playing them, you, you want them to come out with bruises and bumps and you want them to know that, like, what the fuck is up. You don't want them going to the bar looking pretty with their faces. Like, you, you want them to go a little, a little roughed up. So, yeah, I totally agree with your take on that. T- two way different styles. Uh, I, yeah, you got I'm anything lo- to clean up this. on this one? No, no, I'm just loving it. Like the like the day, like Blaze is, you know, a thousand percent heartbeat of the team. Um, I mean, the chaos are hot, and you know, Tohoko always says it about his boys: uh, "Don't let them get hot." Right. So I, I think the chaos are definitely a team that you you don't let them get hot, and when they're hot, they're really dangerous. Um, By the well, way, I, quick quick shout out to Hoga, uh, King. Third overall to, to the Buffalo Bandits, and like there could not have been a better pick in that draft. Um, you Yo, put and it, they and they put, picked up Connor Fields too, yeah, in yeah. a trade. So the boys are back in town. But I mean, you you put you put Hoagie out there with with Dane Smith and with Josh Byrne and with Ian McKay and the rest of those goons that are that are on this chaos squad. Like, if if you're not if you don't already have an NLL team that you're a fan of, I would suggest catching a few Bandits games this year because that team is going to be so fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, chaos taking down the Archers. Uh, a long way to say that the Archers are just incredibly disappointing. Uh, but the 13% of you uh, were correct in picking the art <laughs> in picking the chaos, and um, you know, so I guess the other 87% of you can all suck it. Um, Idiots. Yeah, absolute idiots. I couldn't couldn't possibly be me. Would, would never me. would never be me. Uh, <laughs> but so the archers are done. They don't have anything to play for on uh, this this Sunday in Philly, so they won't friendship. be at the tailgate. Yeah, friendship. <laughs> um, but the chaos. They will be heading to take on the Atli, who get there after taking down the Cannons for the third time this season. We always mention it's tough to beat a team two times in the same year. Damn near impossible to beat the same team three times in the same year. And uh, here are the Atli, who, you know, the the first two games against the Cannons, both of them came down to one goal. Um, so this time they left no doubt. It was a 13 to nine spanking and, uh, Jeff Teat, I think owes, owes an apology. Um, there was one goal that he had where he, I I guess he caught it probably around like the two point line, uh, quick little, quick little hezzy hay, quick little wind up for the shot. Got Brody Merrill, his old high school, high, his old uh, high school head coach (laughs) to jump out of his boots quick little toe drag coming in for the finish. So Jeff T three goals, uh, on, on the day, Eric law, the, the sheriff, seven points on the day, Atlas taking down the cannons, Paul Rabel gets zero revenge on the year. Uh, you fellas got anything to say about that game or just another shining example of the Atlas rolling. I mean, just the Atlas firing on all cylinders. There's nothing, Nothing more silky than seeing Jeff T hit the hitch, you know, that hitch move on, on Brody Merrill and just stinging one in the corner. I mean, they just look like they're having fun out there. If that makes sense. The Atlas look like they have a lot of Atli, the Atlas have look like they're, they're having a lot of fun out there with, you know, tucked caraway um, and, uh, and, and the boys Castable as we've, uh, as we've, learned how to pronounce his name. Um, 
you know, probably at this rate going to go down as one of the better two-way midfielders we've seen in the past few years, probably in the past five to 10 could be ever. I don't want to even, I don't want to throw that out there too early, but uh, I will. Um, but yeah, man, that was just, it was a, it was a fun game to watch. I did happen to catch it. So uh, you just you can't help but root for the atli. I don't I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I think it, maybe maybe it's all the rookies it's, on there. It's, it's the young blood. It's the young blood, right? And we just we've been talking what, the about ho- the Hollywood elites would love the Atlas. That's right. That's right. All of that young <laughs> blood. To, all of that ho- that young blood to just drink. Um, I it's it's probably because like we have a whole a whole bunch of recency bias from talking about them in the past three or four years, and we're like all in on these guys, and we're like you know we don't have shit bad to say about them, right? So. Um, it's all of the olds that we're that we have problems with, right? So, you know, I guess that's is that is that on us? I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I I have really nothing else to say about the Atlas. I know last year during during the bubble, during Rubier's first year, I've mentioned this before. He's always said he wants to be the Belichick of pro lacrosse, which is basically just saying, can I be the best lacrosse coach of all time? And, you know, with this young core, if he makes it to the championship game in his second year, you're getting off to as good of a start as you possibly could. I mean, Costabile, Caraway, T, they're going to be so good for so many years. And then you got J.D. Calaruso coming in, the backup goalie, almost like Tom Brady-esque, stepping in for Kincannon. Um, I don't know, pulling for the Atlas. And uh, hope they win so they can fuck this algorithm. The... Calaruso being Brady compared, I kind of I mean, like, like literally Brady, no, no, you know, the well, backup coming in. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like that though. Yeah. Like you're, you're missing your starting goalie, your captain of your defense, your commander of the defense. It's not like the craziest take, but you know, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but his stats and his skills. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you look at like a young, like guy, young Tom Brady, like not, you know what I'm saying? No expectations. Yeah, what, what, I, what I'm saying, like drafted like super late. Yeah. yeah, Russo, yeah. Like, okay, cool. Was, I don't know if he was drafted or not. Yeah. So like coming in as not a ton of expected. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I wanted to be uh, careful with that because I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. I didn't want people coming at my neck. Well, yeah. So, um, I mean, the Atlas, they're, they're rolling. They're playing loose. They're having fun. They're being a little bit mean to their old high school lacrosse coaches, which um, I don't know. I, I just – I really I really hope that Jeffrey thought long and hard about that one as he laid his little head to rest on his pillow that night before he, he went to sleep because that, that was a little bit rude. Um, so he was thinking about all those runs, all those like runs that they had to do after practice. He's like, oh, I'm going to do this to my old coach. I'm going to make him break his ankles. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope at the very least he just sent him like an edible arrangement um, afterwards. But uh, yeah, so Atlas will be taking on the Chouse in the first game on Sunday. But before we get to that, uh, the Whip Snakes, it wouldn't be a PLL semifinals without an appearance from the Ship Snakes. And uh, for the third year in a row, this, this league has been around for three years. And in all three years, the Redwoods have had their hearts ripped out of their chest and their season ended by a one goal loss to the whip snakes. And in two of those years, it comes out of the stick of none other than Matt Rambo. Um, listen, if, if anybody had a doubt 
on how that one was going to go, then you clearly haven't been paying attention. Um, as, as soon as, because what the the Redwoods they they took a a nine six lead I believe into halftime, so they were up by a few goals. I think that they might have even. Uh, I forget it was it was so long ago. It was two weeks ago at this point. Someone had, someone had scored right at halftime. Um, but either way, like as as soon as the Whip Snakes were heading into the locker room at halftime down, you had to know that that was murder. She wrote for the Redwoods. You can't send them into the halftime angry. You can't send them in there with something to prove. You can't send them into the locker room with, with a little bit of fire in their belly looking to come back. And obviously it was going to happen. It was only a matter of when, not if. And with about a minute left to play, Matt Rambo, basically the same exact goal he scored the overtime game winner um, in 2019, just coming from behind the net, little low wing, up the alley, turn, Troutner, turn and rake, uh, game over. So the Whip Snakes advance, and they will be taking on the one seed Water Dogs who haven't played in about like five years with all the with all the bye weeks. So, uh, how do you boys feel about the Whip Snakes moving on, and the Redwoods still not being able to get over <laughs> that hump? All right. Well. I think it's time for one of my patented takes. I I don't I don't have a, actually have a take like a like one set up for this one. Um, I think that the we we I think that the best chance for the for the Whip Snakes to lose was probably the Redwoods. Um, I don't think. I mean, I really like the Water Dogs game. Like I really like I really like it. I think that we've always said that it's kind of like this hodgepodge men's league. Uh, type style of play that just kind of works. You know, we got Ryan Brown splashing shit from, you know, a hundred yards away and and Mikey Schlosser running out of the box with probably the best defense, you know, one of the best defenses in, in all of these eight teams. So I think it, it looks like it's going to be a good game. Um, but I mean, we'll have you'll. I guess I think we'll know really, really early what what the game's going to be like, right? If they if the Whip Snakes come out and they put up three like three quick ones in the first quarter, and it's all you know, Matt Rambo draws a two slide and dumps to Jay Carlson, and you know it's dip and dunk for for the goal on Dylan Ward. Like I think we're going to be in for a you know the Water Dogs can be in for a long day. Um, I, I just I don't I, I my gut says it's not going to be as close as we think. I've got a quick question for both of you guys. So um, actually, this will kind of suck when you're listening to this because chances are that the news is out there. Uh, but so we're recording this on it's Tuesday night. So I just want to do you think semifinals being in um, in Philly? Obviously, they had the bye week. Then they had the week in between the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Do you think that we finally get a chance to see Michael Sowers play lacrosse again? No. No. It's too not, uh, not, e- not even no. with being in Philly? Nope. I have a theory behind this, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into it. But I I, I want to bring something up to you guys about the whip snakes from the Redwoods game that was hot on Twitter uh, a week or two okay. ago. All right. So one, I'm just gonna say this really quickly. This isn't the hot one. 
But the attack line of Justin Gardner and Brad Smith cursed is amazing. Gardy, I still can't believe they just got him. That's the bottom line of that. Second take, Zed with the nine points. A lot of people were talking about him thumbing the ball. Where do you guys stand? I couldn't give a fuck. I could give I, a shit. It's I could awesome. give a shit. I, I, if you, I've all, I mean, we, we all grew up playing in the era where you guys remember the STX deuce, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Remember how pinched that shit used to get? And you used to be able to shake the ball right in the stick. And oh, it just proton out. power, baby. Yeah. Proton, yeah, proton power. power. Like, I used to melt we, that like, shit. <laughs> exactly. You used to, you used to do a little box pinch. You pop that shit in the oven at, you know, 275 degrees and just let her, let her, you know, like let her, you know, squeeze up. So I, I don't give a shit if he thumbs the ball, right? Like who, who fucking cares? So you know? I, so, here, think here's, he so here's the, well, so he absolutely unequivocally plays with his thumb on the throat mm. of the stick. Now, here's the thing, though. Most of the time, like, he's not – it's not thumb on ball, yeah. right? right? So it's, it's always thumb in, in stick. But, like, that's, that's what I would say. It was like I don't really think that that's necessarily holding the ball in there as much as, like, it's just where he holds – that that's where he puts his hand and it's a it's uh, a comfortable position too like like if like if especially if you've got yeah. if if you've got uh like the the throat of the stick is it feels great like if, if it works well with your gloves it's a comfortable comfortable position to do like a one-handed cradle or something like that with the yeah. stick so like it's not yeah. it's not like being extra or anything like that the, the only advantage that i would say is like by holding the head of the stick and keeping it so close to your body like like if, if you're holding and if it's even like right at the very top of the shaft like there's still gonna be like a little area for the best defenders in the world to get in there and throw a check on the head so like if you're holding the head and it's like that tight to your body like it's almost impossible for guys to get in there and throw a check but to that it's like like the the reason why he's able to get away with it so much is because he's just bigger and stronger than everybody else that he's going up against. Like if if you don't want Zed Williams to run through four of your defenders and then cry like, oh, he's thumbing the ball. That's why we can't get it. Like maybe try to put him on his ass. It, it's yeah. it's it seems like people maybe people have tried, but they've all failed. Um, so I don't know, maybe stop crying so much about Zed thumbing the ball and just figure out a way to, to knock him over. I think that that would probably be significantly easier than trying to throw, throw a check. I was or just like say, quit crying on Twitter about that. Yeah. Like, like of all things that you're going to cry about. I know Malloy, Evan Malloy said something about it. And I was like, it's so obvious that it's like hilarious. But what I meant by that was like, not like I'm mad. I'm not like mad about it or like, saying he shouldn't do it or couldn't do it. Like, I'm not on the side. Like, I don't want the refs to call it this weekend because I don't think it's that big of an advantage because he's not thumbing the ball. I've the only, never seen that called in my life. Yeah, I, so. Like, like, there was a Long Island legend that, like, Jim Brown, when he went to Manhasset, would of course. put his thumb on the ball and run and just truck over people, which is always hilarious to think. Zed Williams isn't doing that. Zed but like you, you think about like where the ball would sit in a stick when yeah. Jim Brown was playing, and yet like you could thumb the ball. Like yeah. right now, like it's, the ball's already sitting that far back in the throat. Like unless Zed Williams, I would actually. Okay, here's what I need, um, and so I, I need, I need to see Zed Williams like give like a thumbs up, right? Without a glove on, like I just need to see what kind of what size thumb we're working with here. Like if it's like. 
Because if it's an oversized thumb, then maybe maybe there's a slight advantage. But if he's got like a thumb, he's a big guy, so I'm sure that he has large hands. But like if the thumb is proportionate to the rest of his body, then I don't see an issue. But if he's got like a freakishly long thumb, like let's say like he was like born like near like a nuclear power plant, and for some reason he's got thumbs the size of like his like then I don't know maybe maybe we'd have to have a conversation with them about, Hey buddy, like maybe just hold the stick down a little bit lower. You know what I'm also down for is for him to just do his thing, go center of the crease, score a goal. And, and then thumbs troll, up. So. Just, yeah. The answer in the, <laughs> the conversation for them, thumbs up, thumbs down. Just give us a thumbs fucking upset. I need a thumbs up this weekend. Yeah, so like my other thing is like, are you going to like, how are you going to be mad about that? When I've seen probably five or six pictures of guys in the league who have cut the palms out of their gloves. Yeah. yeah. Like, are we, like, what are we, you know, the guys, don't, they don't wear shoulder pads. That gives them extra mobility. Uh, For sure. I, they, I mean, they aren't, I mean, what, what are you going to, what are we going to nitpick about next? Right? Like, uh, do are we, we, we going to talk about like, do we want to do stick checks? Like do we want to do stick checks? Do I, I would love, like, like imagine, imagine somebody like Ben Ruby or like, Hey, I want to check Matt Rambo's stick right before you know it's it's 10 10 with two minutes left in the fourth let me get a stick check on that rambo can you imagine the stink like that would be like people would freak so you, you have to like these people who whine about the shit have to understand that like it's there's like a gentleman's agreement that just stuff is going to go on and you play through it how about this the crease dive challenge this is like this is the challenge for the weekend if someone can show me one screenshot from Zed Williams this weekend or in any past game where his thumb is on the ball, I'll take back everything I say. Okay. That's fair. Uh, I mean, that, that's fair. I'm not going to do the research, but someone out there should. Yeah, I was about to say, you're, you're not, I, I'm not going to do any work, but you guys, can have, you guys can feel fucking free. I will retweet the fuck out of that tweet. That's right. You get a retweet from Dukes. <laughs> No photoshops. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, the thumbs up Sally would be great for Zed. Um, and he'll definitely have plenty of opportunities to do it because this sick son of a bitch is so good at lacrosse. Uh, and he's even better when he has Matt Rambo in the lineup with him. Uh, the whip snakes in general, they've, they've lost every single game without both of them in the lineup. And I believe that they are five and one now with both of them in. Um, so the water dogs are going to have quite, the task ahead of them, especially after again, like not playing since when, when, when was the last time that the water dogs played? I guess that that would have been August 14th. So um, yeah, full 20, 20 rest first. Are, yeah. are we doing the rest versus rust conversation again? I, well, it's not that we're necessarily doing it again, but like, that's just so long. Like that's, 20 days without playing and now they have to go play a semifinal game against the only team who's won a championship. So I was just saying yeah. that it's a tall order. Um, but yeah, so heading into this weekend, we've got, I mean, there are only three more games left on the season, two of them going down on Sunday in Philly. So Sunday, 11 a.m., these games are both going to be on NBCSN. You can also catch them streaming on Peacock, but 11 a.m., Chaos and Atlas, that'll be the first game of the weekend. Atlas are your favorites at minus 152. Chaos, 
the dogs again. Don't don't tell them or else they'll get a fucking hard on for it. Um, <laughs> at plus 125, these odds are brought to you over at the Barstool Sportsbook app. Uh, over under on this game set at 23 and a half. So um, now here's the thing. I, I think, uh, you know, that you, you look at, you look at this as I'm trying to think about who this is a revenge game for. Is what it game? the I mean, at, was it, Atlas, was it, Atlas uh, and Chaos? What I'm saying is that it could be a Chaos revenge game because they had originally drafted Jeff Teat in the 2020 draft. But then because he went back to Cornell, they lost him and now the Atlas. So maybe the chaos are looking to get their revenge on the Atlas, stealing Jeff Teat away from uh, Andy Towers' meaty, meaty paws. No, 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 no. Because AT, you had to know. I think we there was we already all suspected that Teat was going back anyway. So when I remember when Teat was picked, we were all kind of like, what the fuck? So yeah, no, I... I, I no, there's no revenge game here. I, I love that the t- – actually, I hate talking about the revenge game thing um, because – only because the Water Dogs somehow made that their tagline like before the team was like as the – you know, like every team's got like a, like a, like a motto or like a mantra like every, or something. Every game's a revenge game because – Every game is a revenge game. Why? They did that without any explanation. The water dogs well, weren't added out. They were the, added late. Like, I don't know. Well, they, they said every game's a revenge game because all the players had been unprotected by their team from the expansion draft. No, so that's every, ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. But, but, but that, that's the reasoning behind it. It made sense either, for you. Either way, I think that this yeah, is they, a huge, huge revenge game for the chaos because the fact that the Atlas took their, their little baby Jeffrey Teed away from them has to be eating them up inside. Um, just, or maybe not, since I mean they've got, you know, Ian McKay, who is apparently worth two players. players. Yeah. Well, either way, <laughs> who do you guys got in this one? I got chaos. Is that I it? got chaos. I think I think those dogs will hunt. Uh, <laughs> I I really do. I, I think the I think the boys are fired up. I think. I think those dogs will hunt. I got the chaos. I don't think that the rookies are are you know the the rookies in the outlier are, are going to be be ready for it. I think that don't let them boys get hot. I'm 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 fading. Uh, I'm going Atlas minus one and a half on the Barstool Sportsbook. And I hate even doing this, even when Blaze is in goal. But I'm going over twenty three and a half goals. I don't how many how many faceoffs are the chaos going to win? I think the Atlas is simply going to get too many possessions. I think their offense is too good. Um, I also think that the chaos are going to get their own. I think that they're going to get some goals going. I like the over in this one and I like Atlas minus one and a half because of the possessions. All right. Um, I'm also going to go chaos in this one just because again, like the, the Atlas, they have that, that cool, that young blood. They've, they've got a, you know, just a a ton of dogs on the team who, um, you know, they've, they're going to have some fresh legs. Um, they're going to have a lot of lot of energy heading into this one, and I feel like they probably look at this game more or less like I, I know that the the odds are saying that they're the favorites in this one, but maybe you know they're just so young that they're probably coming in here with a little bit of a of an underdog complex. Um, but I just think that the locker room for the chaos, like I, I just think that 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 whole group 
um, probably the most cohesive group um, in, in the league. So I, I just think, you know, with, with that locker room, um, you know, just the amount that those guys like love playing with each other and hate everybody else. I just think that that's a, a pretty solid combination to be a real dangerous team uh, in the playoffs. So I'm going to go chaos in a very tight one. And I'm thinking probably like a 13, 12 win. So I'd also be on the over there. Uh, and then that would bring us into the second and final semifinal game of the weekend. So Sunday, September 5th, 1.30 PM, or I guess, you know, however long after that 11 o'clock game wraps up, we've got the water dogs taking on the whip snakes, the biggest game in the history of humanity. We are looking to take down the algorithm here, folks. Uh, but right now the numbers are saying that the water dogs, well, they're actually going to be the dogs on this one because you can get them at minus one Oh three on the money line. And the whip snakes are here at minus 120 on, on the money line. And over under here, total set at 24 and a half. And uh, yeah, so whip snakes minus one and a half, water dogs plus a goal and a half. So do, do either of you guys love computers more than you love humans? Jake, I, I feel like you might. I mean, you know me. I, 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 do, I, do love, I do fancy sitting in front of a computer for an extended amount of time. Um, I mean, it's so stupid. Because, it's so stupid because, like, you know, to – I was going to say it's stupid to, like, bet against, like, the team that you – you know, that, that's, 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 you know, more complete, more heavily favored, whatever. But I'm going to do it anyway. I like the water dogs. I think that it. I think that that team is is fun to watch, and I'd love to see them make it all the way. I'd, you know, the Redwoods had the Whip Snakes number, and you know, you just that that one on one with Rambo at the end, and maybe a few missed opportunities, a few missed opportunities that I think maybe the Water Dogs saw, and they'll be able to kind of capitalize on going forward. I I, I like the Water Dogs. I like the defense. I like Dylan Ward. Um, yeah, give me the give me the dogs in a close one. Uh, you know where I'm going. I, I have to back the whip snake. I, the whip snake. Yeah, I know you I'm getting, do. I'm getting the minus 120. I you got to take experience in the playoffs. I feel like this is like Tom Brady and the Patriots at Foxborough with Matt Rambo playing at home and they're playing like Lamar Jackson and the new the new fun Ravens. Like the Patriots are going to win this one every fucking time. They turn it up in the playoffs. They know how to win in the playoffs. Love the whip snakes. They're going for the three peat. And I'll probably go under in this one. I, I like both defenses. Um, Whip Snakes are going to get this done at home. Yeah, I, I do think that this is going to be an incredibly close game just because of the Dylan Ward factor. Um, mm -hmm. I think that he's a really good goalie as a matchup for this Whip Snakes team. I mean, he's big. He takes up a lot of space. He can play a little unconventionally, um, you know, play – kind of like that butterfly style that blaze likes to do. So kind of throw his feet all over the place, kick his legs out. Um, also has a ton of experience with Zed Williams, both playing field and box. So I, th I think that Dylan Ward is going to keep the water dogs in this game. Um, but again, the, kind of like what Duke just said, like this, this is just another game for Matt Rambo, Zed Williams and the whip snakes. Like this, 
it's literally it's just a lacrosse game that's on the schedule for them meanwhile this is everything for the water dogs um so i think just you know walking in there with the idea that they're i i would imagine that the whip snakes already um have their hotels booked for the 19th so I, I think just walking in there with that earned cockiness right that like earned swag like that you know maybe you know it's it's not that they're looking ahead it's that they've earned the right to look ahead a little bit um so i got whip snakes coming out on top of this one in a very very close match so i would you know probably hit water dogs plus one and a half but whip snakes money line kind of thread the needle right there yeah, I also have a future on the whips on uh, the water dogs to win it all, so it's a win-win. Um, plus Huge. one thousand before the season, so ride that out. But let's go whips. All right. Um, unless people want to hear a lot more from Joe Keegs, in which case you should be rooting for the water dogs because <laughs> then we'll have him on for ten minutes every week. No, no, we we need we need my own stat. We need my own dumb stat. All right. To fill the lacrosse world with. Uh, well, yeah, so that is that two more games this weekend before we get ready for the season finale. So, uh, if you're going to be in Philly on Sunday, hit us up on social. We are at the crease dive on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, tell us where you're at. Tell us where you're sitting, where your tailgate's set up. We'll try to come on by. Um, also feel free to send in any more ideas for what stat Dukes could use as the Dukes once the whip snakes take down the water dogs at 1 30 p.m eastern time on nbcsn uh, and gentlemen in the meantime we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die we out Say the more.